And yeah, what if I tried something like this? You know, maybe a little this. It's a little laid back. Maybe you want something a little heavier. Uh, well, probably not heavy, but you're now listening to. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. How are you? I'm pretty good myself. I had a great day, actually, and I will talk to you about that in a second. This is questionable at best. I'm Dan Smith. Have you listened before? You know what to expect. Have you not? Um, I don't know. Sit back. Enjoy. I'm going to talk for a minute. We're going to get into some listener feedback, and then we're going to hear a conversation that I had with my buddy, Niles again. I love that guy. I was smiling so much editing this podcast. He's a very fun individual. In fact, why don't we just go ahead and get into it? Let me tell you what happened with this episode. You're going to hear Learn a Thing, a fun little segment that we enjoy around here. You're going to hear that off the top of the podcast because what happened was Niall and I had gotten together to do a podcast about monogamy. I forget exactly what the question was, but it was more or less about monogamy and our collective struggles and or triumphs, triumphs, I can't even say that, triumphs within that realm. The funny thing is, Niall forgot to clear that topic with his GF, so he was um, pretty reserved during that entire conversation because obviously he didn't want to put stuff out on the internet that was not okay in his private realm. We did that entire podcast, then we did the learn a thing, and then I extended the learn a thing because I thought, I'm, I'm pretty sure we can't even use that whole hour that we just chatted. So then Niall came up with a new question on the spot, and that's what this podcast is. And it's a fun one. And how many times do I say podcast in the intro to the podcast? I feel like I say it so much. Is that so he was um, pretty reserved during that entire conversation because obviously he didn't want to put stuff out on the internet that was not okay in his private realm. We did that entire podcast, then we did the learn a thing, and then I extended the learn a thing because I thought, I'm, I'm pretty sure we can't even use that whole hour that we just chatted. So then Niall came up with a new question on the spot, and that's what this podcast is. And it's a fun one. And how many times do I say podcast in the intro to the podcast? I feel like I say it so much. Is that something that I need to be self-conscious about? Probably not. I got enough to be self-conscious about, you guys. Right now, I'm self-conscious about the dryness of my mouth. And I'm sitting here drinking tea, but let me tell you what about this tea. It is orange pico. I believe I have oversteeped it. And it is having the opposite effect that a liquid should have on the inside of my mouth. I drink it, and then it feels immediately like I've just doused my mouth in sand. Is this enjoyable? Is this what the British like? Why is this happening? Why do I keep going back for more punishment? I put so much honey in there, but it's just still not delicious. The color is lovely. I'm sitting here in the late afternoon light. How are you guys? Where are you? What are you doing? You can always drop me a line and tell me what the hell is up. My email, if you don't already know, is Deanne, that's my name, at nomoreradio.com. Why don't you email me? People do. Do you know what? Two weeks ago, because I missed a week, have I talked to you guys about that yet? Hi. I'm back. I'm sorry I missed a week, but I didn't mean to. And then once it was the weekend and I already hadn't uploaded, I thought, meh, fuck it. Let's just save it for next week. We can all have a week off, right? As we're leading up into busy times of our lives. The busiest time of my life is coming right up of my life. Let's just say the busiest time of these few weeks. That was dramatic and exaggerated. Um, this weekend, I'm moving, you guys. This weekend, I'm moving like in two days. I'm moving in with my GF. I love her. 
She's the one that gave me this tea, by the way. She's so kind to me. This tea is not delicious, but that's not her fault. That's my fault. I oversteeped it. But you know what she gave me, you guys? A little uh, advent calendar of tea. How cared for can a person feel very cared for? Every day I get to have a little tea break. Think about the fact that some human in the world loves me. That's good. Man, that's real good. I hope you guys have that in your life. I hope someone loves you. I love you in an abstract way. If I know you in a real way, I love you in a real way. How good is love? I hope you guys have love in your life. I feel like I've gotten really far off track here. And all I wanted to do was share with you this beautiful email from Nadine. Our last episode revolved around the question, what are you so worried about? And I talked to my buddy, Natalie Miller, and I asked you guys what you're so worried about. And check this out. Nadine wrote in. Nadine told me what she's so worried about. I'm going to read the whole email because it's fun. Here we go. She just starts off, oh, hey, Deanne. Yeah, I know Nadine. Listen, we met when I was in Melbourne doing the comedy festival there last year. And I believe Nadine traveled all the way from Brisbane to say hey to me. So hi, hi. So she starts, she starts this email very friendly and she has every right to do that. Hi, Nadine. She said, it feels like forever since I've sent one of these emails. I haven't felt the need to busy working on my issues. Winky face. Nadine, I don't think that that winky face is entirely appropriate there. But you know what? I am classic for overusing a winky face. Sometimes it's hard to know. The full-on smiley is too much. The winky, though, bit flirty. I like it. Busy working on my issues. Wink, if you know what I mean. Oh, I do know what you mean, Nadine. Let's all find out what Nadine means. Here we go. She writes, that's actually what inspired this email. As I tweeted you in the past, your openness surrounding going to therapy inspired me to do the same. Nadine, do you know that I had therapy today even? You probably don't, but I did. I had a phone sesh with my therapist. It was pretty great I because we're in different cities. Usually we Skype, but today I had a phone sesh and it was awesome. And I was just walking the sunny streets, talking about my issues, working them out. That's the way to do it. Anyway, okay. Nadine says, it's going really well. Turns out I have depression and anxiety and have pretty much my whole life. So much of my life makes sense now and I'm learning how to live with it. Thanks again for that. She puts an exclamation point. Nadine, you're welcome. I don't think I did anything though. She said, anyway, a friend of mine, seeing how well therapy is going for me, is about to start herself and encouraging others we know. You've started a little mental health revolution in my friendship circle. That is awesome, Nadine. Um, You guys know I'm a big fan of therapy, right? You should all go. Get out there. Learn from me and Nadine. It is worth doing. Delve in to your emotional muckiness. And even and maybe it's not even just that, you know? Maybe you for real have depression and or anxiety. And then you can start dealing with it via meds, via talk therapy, via whatever the hell you need. Workbooks, uh, coloring sessions. Adults are doing a lot of coloring. It's therapeutic, right? I don't know. And then Nadine says, on this week's podcast topic, my anxiety manifests by me creating giant to-do lists, becoming overwhelmed and paralyzed, doing nothing, and then getting more anxious at my lack of progress, and therefore more paralyzed then I get depressed. Oh my God, Nadine, I can totally relate. She writes, great system. Definitely working on that, breaking down tasks and making smaller lists. Getting there. Good job, Nadine. And then she just listed 10 things that she worries about. That's what I asked Natalie Miller to do at the end of our other podcast. So Nadine writes, 10 things I worry about. Car accidents, natural disaster storms, my mom being old, poor and alone, how dirty my house is, my previously mentioned to-do list, people I know, love or admire dying unexpectedly, being late, my car breaking down in a very busy place, accidentally burning down my house and being murdered slash raped while on a run or being the person who finds a body. And then she writes, pretty much it. Ha ha, for now. Thanks again, Nadine. Very adorable, Nadine. Thank you for listing your fears. Does it help to list your fears? Unfortunately, uh, 
a lot of your worries, fears seem reasonable to me. <laughs> they're not crazy. Unfortunately, they're not crazy for a woman in the world. Uh, maybe accidentally burning down your house is a bit crazy. Cars break down, though. Things happen to people. Your house probably is really dirty. This isn't helping at all, is it, Nadine? Anyway, I'm really glad that you wrote. Guys, and like I said, you are always free to write me as well. Please do. I love the listener feedback. I think you guys are into it, too. Email me at deanne at com. I just made a little jingle for you. What else? I thought it might be fun for me to try to list the top 10 things I'm worried about, especially today when I am not worried about much. It doesn't feel like. I mean, I got things coming up, guys, uh, moving in with my girlfriend this weekend. I got an album taping coming up in Montreal, which I am very excited about. That's next week, uh, Wednesday and Thursday at Theatre St. Catherine, if you want to drop by. But what am I worried about? The other, You know what I was worried about the other day? I was worried about my hands just stopping working, <laughs> which I mention it because it's one of those kind of insane ones. I was telling my girlfriend, like, I don't know, sometimes my hands feel like they're not working the same and I'm worried that one day they're just going to stop working. And she just kind of gently said, well, has that ever happened before? How likely is that? And then I had to stop and reflect, not very probably, right? My hands probably aren't just going to stop working. But sometimes I look at my wrists and they're so tiny. And I think about a little tendons and muscles and magical mystery that needs to go through there to make my hands work. And I just, it just all seems so delicate. Am I actively worried about it though? Yeah, probably. Probably. Arthritis is also a real thing that's in my family. So maybe just look into that. Maybe it's just, maybe sometimes your worries, you can just tackle them from a practical point of view. Yeah? I don't know. Okay, I'm going to see if I can list 10 things that I'm worried about right now. I don't even think I'm going to get to 10, but I'll just do it. Like, what are my general worries? One, being hit by a bus. Two, dying in some kind of preventable domestic accident. I feel like I slip a lot. I feel like I might accidentally, I don't know, stab myself in the leg. I guess I wouldn't die from that. I just feel like I have kitchen mishaps or I'm always on the verge of kitchen mishaps or just doing dumb things around the house. I guess those top two are just about my bodily safety. Three, my hand's not working. What am I worried about? I'd like to say I'm worried about the eventual demise of all of us and possibly all of our Earth's resources, but I'm not because you can't be because it's too big. And you'll find out in this podcast, uh, Niall takes a very optimistic view and I'm a little more nihilistic, nihilistic, I don't know how to pronounce that, and it doesn't matter, which is the joke of that word, hilarious, right? Nihilistic, nihilistic, why don't you tell me? Why don't you tell me what it is? Guys, why is this always a one-way conversation? Oh, right, because I'm the one sitting here on a microphone. I can't even list my top 10 worries. I'm not particularly worried at the moment. I guess the other worry I would have is that I am podcasting in my GF's house, soon to also be my house, um, with one of her roommates floating around, and they don't know that I do a podcast or do any of this. So I don't know what this sounds like, a very animated, one-sided phone conversation. This is often my worry when I'm doing the intro to you guys, that other people are going to overhear and think that I'm insane. Guys, I don't know. I'm not worried about much. Why would I even force this topic on us all if we're not feeling it? What else do I need to tell you before we get into this? Guys, I think we've done it. This has been an intro, right? Let's uh, let's dive into the podcast. Enjoy it. If you want to listen to more of Niall, and of course you will, listen back to episode 12. He was in that one and we tackled the question, who are you? Which was really fun. Okay, guys, I'll talk to you again at the end. Thanks for listening. I missed you. Summer, fall, winter, spring. It's always good.
summer, fall, winter, spring. It's always good to learn a thing. Okay, what are you going to teach us? Okay. Well, I'm not. I was teach. I'm going to teach what I was taught, what I, which I think is the way it always works. Right? <laughs> I've just been watching. Have you been watching Cosmos? I I I watched a couple episodes, but a while ago. Oh, then you might know this one. It's um, I probably won't. I thought it was super duper interesting. Okay, I'll I'll do two things because these are like my favorite things from the episode. One, they did like they broke down all of time. They said like like because like all of the time that's ever existed, right? Yes. And they say if you take all of time and turn it into one calendar year, yes, right. All of humanity, everything we've ever done, it's like the last fifteen minutes of December thirty first. Yeah, which blew my mind. Like that was almost an anxiety attack. Um, and then the second thing that I learned was um, that we have common DNA with like trees and cats. And everything, everything that's alive, we have common DNA with, apparently. I didn't learn that, and I can't even understand that. Yeah, because I think, so like, you know, there was, there was at one point one kind of life on Earth that eventually evolved. Was it just like a, an ooze? I, I, I think, <laughs> I think, I think it was like a little microbe that ate, I can't remember what. Okay. It was weird. Well, it was weird by today's standards. But yeah, so apparently we all came from that. And so then you had little offshoots that turned into cats and plants and trees and stuff. That's super and cool. Us. Isn't that wild? I love that. Yeah. So now the thing that I liked about that was because you always hear these like sort of touchy feely people like, we're all one man. We're all connected. Yeah. And you're like, you don't know what you're talking about. And you're like, oh, they are technically scientifically kind of right. We all kind of have a common ancestry. Yes. Listen, I'm extending the learn a thing because I don't know what the early part of this podcast is going to chop into in terms of time. Okay, okay. I wish I wish I could back up science-minded things more than I can. I, I don't right. have the brain for it. I really yeah. don't. And earlier today, you described me as a bookish lesbian, which is right. totally fair. But I feel like there people expect me to be stuff. nerdier in a way you're like more, a, you're, in, more than I am. I don't you're like a science puffer fish. Yeah. I'm like a little nerd that actually doesn't have any real information. Right. It's annoying because it's very difficult to figure out. Mm-hmm. So what's up with that, scientists? Yeah, that's our Why new question. Why can't they make it easier? Let me read about the Anthropocene. Here we go. I just found this on Wikipedia, and All I don't right. know if this is going to be interesting, it but here we go. It sounds like an unfortunate medication. The Anthropocene, Anthropocene is a proposed epoch. Is that how you say that? I like it. That begins when human activities started to have a significant global impact on Earth's ecosystems. The term, which appears to have been used by Soviet scientists as early as the 1960s. Oh, very interesting. Was coined with a different sense in the 1980s by ecologist Eugene F. Stormer and has been widely... Okay, who cares? Um, <laughs> there's too oh, much. That is cold. <laughs> that Eugene F. Stormer or whatever dedicated his life to this. And that's what he gets for 30, 40 years. He gets... Oh, God, who cares? Okay, An annoyed dismissal. <laughs> his life's work is annoyedly... Dis- this is why I can't follow through with scientists. I get so easily distracted and, and bored. Um, okay, fine. Has been widely popularized... By atmospheric oh, on, chemist cares? Paul Crutzen, who <laughs> oh, regards the influence of human behavior on the Earth's atmosphere in recent centuries <laughs> as so significant as to constitute a new geological epoch for its lithosphere. Yeah. Don't see cats doing that, okay. right? It hasn't been adopted formally as a nomenclature of the geological field of study. Huh. Huh. Nonetheless, many scientists are now using the term. Anyway, we're in a brave new world that's being run by just idiots like us <laughs> here's a question here's a question that's yeah. a podcast yeah are we 
Here's are a we? question that's a podcast. I swear to God, this will turn into a podcast right <laughs> hey, now. We're going to go another or... hour. Yeah, we got another hour. We're going to go what? We got another hour. We're going to go another hour. <laughs> okay, here's a question. Okay. Are we? Yes. Are we? Okay. Throughout the ages, <laughs> this is going to be a real ass question. Okay. I'm very proud of this question. I'm Throughout the ages, people have always said, oh my God, this is it. This is the end. We're in real trouble. Blah, 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 uh, blah. Yes. Throughout the years. Are we right? That we're in real trouble? Yeah. It depends on how you define trouble. Well, you know, like end of days <laughs> the end of us. is close. Yeah. Because I would, I would argue we're that the end trouble. of us, who cares? <laughs> well, All right, who cares? We're the only game in town. Did you just say that to everybody? To everything? Oh, God, who cares? <laughs> just annoyed. <laughs> Your next album should be called Deanne Smith. Who cares? Annoyed at Humanity. Oh, uh, who cares? Oh, God, who cares? Um, <laughs> I mean, are we nearing the end of human days? I think... Definitely the life as we know it right now, we just know we don't have the resources to sustain the kind of life that we've all been living. Right. And humans are We're rapidly like up credit. Yeah. Rapidly out, up credit. outpacing any of the resources on earth. Right. So we can't exist like this for long, I don't think. I don't right. know what the exact science is because it really stresses me out and I don't look into it too much. Right. Because I feel like even in the next fifty years we're gonna see drastic changes right. in the way that we're all living. Now, but are drastic changes necessarily a horrible thing? Because I thought no, about it. No, I think it, not. Right. Like, so, so, like, one of the things, like, oh my God, we'll end up eating bugs. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, okay. We yeah. eat a lot of stuff. Yeah. We eat a lot of, we eat cows. That's fucked up. Totally. I fucked love up. cows. Yeah. Cows are cool. I, I, I also love to eat cows. I love to eat beef. You don't. That's good. Can we eat cockroaches? Because those guys are annoying. Yeah, that's the thing. I was actually, I have a, I have, um, despite my inability to understand science, I keep trying. Mm-hmm. I currently uh, borrowed a, 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 an issue of American Scientific from the library oh, I love that, that came up with a great, uh, a great thing where they're talking about uh, these ecological pests. Like, how do you deal with ecological pests that dangerously affect the environment? Feed them to the world's largest predator, us. Which is a great idea. Yeah. So we're talking about like all oh, like like these locusts, right? Who will go and just ravage these crops? It's like, can we? I don't know if we can do this, but why don't we just figure out a way to like net them mm-hmm. and then cook them up? Like this one guy who's uh, there's do they a have chef. Protein? Yeah, they have a lot of protein. They yeah. have more protein than most of the meat we eat, apparently. Wow. Uh, and this one guy who's a chef was he? That's his thing. That's his corner. He specializes in. He makes delicious recipes based off of ecological ecologically problematic uh species which that is, is so cool yeah there's like a certain type of crab that was dropped in i don't know off the coast of maine or whatever the fuck it's like invasive and it's like and so he's come up with a recipe for that he had this great he had this recipe for locusts where i'm like i wouldn't mind trying that the, how are they presented in the end like can you still see their locust bodies that is the problem that is the problem because he the, what he was describing sounded delicious mm-hmm. but i was still like i can't i can't have a, a a locust eye explode in my mouth. I can't do it. Do you know what I was picturing? A, a palatable way to get it down? Right. Locust Smoothie? smoothies. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was thinking. Picture if you can put it in a smoothie. Yoga ladies after yoga. Soylent green. Sucking down some yoga. Soylent yogurt. green, <laughs> yeah. man. Let's just do it. And you could do that <laughs> with locusts. just about everything, right? And also, I mean, I say this with love, but people are monkeys, right? Mm-hmm. You just, you tell somebody it's great and eventually we'll be like, yeah, okay. So, I mean... You know, I'm sure before we were eating pigs, if I said, hey, let's eat a pig, we'd be like, what? you know, that would not go over well. And now we've just been eating pigs for so long that it's a thing. Bacon. Everyone's obsessed yeah. with bacon. It's insane. Totally. <laughs> totally. It's, it's So I'm sure we could do the same thing with locusts and cockroaches and everything else that's 
slightly problematic. It's yes. just, it's, it seems like a win-win. That's what makes me really sad about humanity, though I'm doing nothing to fix it. Right. I wouldn't even know where to begin. I'm sure there's small things and I that's could the other do. thing. It's overwhelming. Yeah, but it's like the fact that on the earth we do have enough resources to feed every single human right. and provide every single human it's with the, the basic... classic doesn't have to be this way. Yeah, yeah. basic decency of like clean water and right. enough to eat. But right. the way that we do things is so fucked. Yeah, we just talk about uh, the economy like it isn't isn't made by us, mm-hmm. right? To quote, to, to, to paraphrase most deaf, like it's some giant living in the hills. Yeah. You know, and it's no one ever stops to think, or I'm sure people do stop to think, but that gets quashed really quick where it's like, well, wait a minute, we invented this thing. Why is it not serving us? Like, I understand. Okay, I have no problem. Like I'm kind of a capitalist. I have mm-hmm. no problems with someone being ridiculously rich. Although we watched this fun documentary called I Am, and apparently amongst aboriginals, uh, North American aboriginals, Having more, having more stuff than you need is seen as a mental disorder, which yeah. I thought was awesome. That makes so much it's sense. A great way to look at it. Having storage spaces, yeah, and, yeah. just piling up on stuff. But um, okay, fine. You want to you want a big house and twenty one cars? Okay, knock yourself out. All of these people who are all these one percent people who are super rich, you could knock off a zero off of all of their mm-hmm. bank statements, and they wouldn't notice a difference in lifestyle at all. At all, there would be no change. They right. would still have, they were still on their fucking islands, their huge boats, their like ridiculous boats inside of boats, which is a thing <laughs> I, I saw on a TV bo- show. What's boats inside of boats? There's, uh, there's so much I don't there's know. There's a show called uh, The Filthy Rich Guide oh, no. on uh, CNBC, which I watched just to, just because it's jaw dropping. There's a guy who owns a yacht that is so big, it has a basketball court on the back. Oh, God. And he shoots. He plays basketball and shoots basket. But let me tell you, you know what he does? While he's playing, he has a guy in a, uh, a small boat. I can't remember what they're called, but they're the boats that you use to get to land if the boat is too big, which mm-hmm. this boat is. He goes behind, and if a basketball goes off, it's no. his job to go and pick it up and put it in the boat. That is insane. That is a real thing that happens in our world. So those guys... You take a bit of money off of those out of, out of their pockets, literally would not notice a difference in their lives... But everyone else, if you were to sprinkle that in some sort of efficient way, mm-hmm. we could at least create... I don't mind that there's no ceiling, but I do mind that there's no floor, right? right. There should be yeah. an absolute minimum shitty day, a maximum shitty day you can have. Like, mm-hmm. There should be... Everyone should have a house that's silly. Come on. Yeah. You, everyone should have a spot to live in here's, here's, and food. Here's that's a pothead insane. thought that I had. <laughs> I have to preface it right. by saying that. But it's right. still, it doesn't make any sense, but it kind of makes sense. Okay, I like this. I was just thinking about homeless people in Canada, especially. Sure. Or, you know, anywhere. But homeless people and the fact that we have this crazy system where people have houses and then they leave them for most of the day right. to go get money to right. then have their house. But I was just kind of walking around my neighborhood thinking of all the empty, unused space in right. people's houses. Right. And I know that there's no way to really deal with that <laughs> when it comes to like, homeless people live in my basement on the off times right. or whatever. Right, right. But it's just, it's just so unfair how, how yeah. resources are distributed. It's, it's, not, it's not just that it's unfair, it's silly. Mm-hmm. It is, it's senseless, which is my fucking thing that drives me crazy. And yes. that it doesn't... Again, you know, like some hurricane happens and some people die. That's horrible. But I can make peace with that because it's, it's a hurricane. But Do you know how I've started making peace with it? I don't want you to lose your weed, train of thought. Weed? No, but just being like, yeah, we got to clear out some of this human pest. 
Well, and as we have weather events, wow, you just went fucking dark. It's Dale. dark. But oh my god! As it takes out, did you just drop thin the herd, Adolf? <laughs> well, we must eliminate the week. I want you to know that I'd have the same feeling if it happened right now in Toronto. It doesn't matter wow. to who it's happening, but wow. like humans are a pest on the earth, and it's fair enough that the earth is fighting back. <laughs> I don't think the Earth is fighting back. <laughs> Should I not I be think, saying these things? I think that's very. I don't know. I don't. I don't think the Earth is fighting back, and I don't necessarily think we're a pest. I can see. I mean, I like that line, <laughs> the Matrix, where it's like he describes us as a virus. Where uh, I'm like, yes, yes, ah, yes. shit, that's kind of accurate. Um. Uh. But. But like, okay, <laughs> to get back to the hurricane yes. thing before you decided to eliminate our people. Yes. Um. That I, I can make peace with because it's nature, and that's that's a force of nature. But when you have someone who freezes to death because they're homeless that was completely avoidable yeah that's insane that is insane in 2015 when i can watch porn on my phone there's still people dying in the streets that's insane <laughs> that is crazy no but like the, but what i'm yeah. saying in terms of like you know like our our and i'm not saying this to say that the poor should shut their mouths but i'm saying they should watch the, more porn no the most <laughs> poor people right now yeah kind of have better lives than like a king from a few hundred years ago, mm -hmm. right? So we've made all of this progress across the board. It's just insane. It's mind blowing that that's still happening and that we're, that it's still a thing we just sort of like go along with, right? Yeah. Um, but now to get back to the original question. Yes. So, okay, sure. What, what was your answer again? You said that like it's kind of like, Oh, I we said, can't keep up at this pace, question? right? Question. I just kind of said, what? We, what do you mean by trouble? Are we in actual trouble, or is that just what every every generation does? And you said that like we're kind of living, we're living way above our means, that type of thing. I think so, but right. but I think we're a resilient. We are a resilient and clever species, right. and some of us will survive in whatever way. Sure. Now the flip side is because I'm also I'm also like that, or until recently I was like that. Not to say that I've 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 180, but until recently I was like this is this is brutal. We are mm -hmm. we're like smurfing along and no one cares. Smurfing we're, along, we're, is, I love it. Yeah, I'm yeah. censoring myself. Uh, no, we're just like booting along and we're we're driving full throttle towards the cliff and no one no one cares. Everyone's mm -hmm. like, and there's also the thing like you know you never hear good news, right? Like mm -hmm. you never hear proportionally the good news equivalent of, I don't know, 9-11 or the Iraq war. Like, there's never a, a thing that offsets where you're like, oh, and that was going on for a while. And then I found out about, and I cannot believe I did not hear about this. Oh, hi, darling. Oh. Your cat's decided to make friends with you. Omar's coming over to smell your feet and hang out. Okay. It's a nice, good sign. It's a good sign. Uh, and his tail is up. That's good. It's very friendly. Do you hear about, you know about this Elon Musk guy? No, kind of. Wait, right. I know the name. Exactly. I kind of knew the name. Okay. I knew that he created PayPal and I knew that he was a rich guy and he's like... I didn't know those... that he created PayPal. Yeah. And he's like a billionaire. Okay. And this is where it starts to get crazy. Right. This was like... Because I was in Kingston uh, <laughs> uh, doing shows and a bunch of us, like the comics, we just went out uh, and we were at like a mini mall trying to stave off depression and... And not fuck other people. Uh, and not fuck other people, <laughs> but we totally failed. We totally just banged each other in uh, the change room of a, of a Puma store. Uh, <laughs> thanks, Puma. So, <laughs> but we're there and one of the comics is like, oh my God, that's a Tesla station. And I'm like, what's a Tesla station? Oh, so yeah. he's set up... He set up these Tesla stations where it's like power. So if you have a Tesla car, he's mm -hmm. making Tesla cars. He's made Tesla cars. So it's just strictly, A, it's completely silent, which is, you know, bearing the lead, whatever, who cares. But it's totally silent. And it's 
can go the regular speed as a, of a regular car and you can drive for like 500 miles on a full battery. And then here's the fucking crazy part. You go to one of these stations, you just hook it up. You don't pay anything because the sun is powering those stations. No one's paying for anything. Ooh. So this is what's going on. And then boom, just to just to just the extra mic drop uh, that this this Elon Musk person has done is that um, he he uh, released the patents. So anyone GM, as soon as it gets profitable, and it will, people start thinking, you know, as soon as we start like thinking, okay, seriously, we're running out of gas. Mm -hmm. GM, all of them, they can just jump in and start making their own cars. I love this. And he, Isn't that insane? I kind of vaguely knew what Tesla was. And I know that uh, friends that I've been with have freaked out when they see Tesla's, Tesla's yeah. on the street, but I don't know. It's going to be the are. first car I'm ever going to buy. I swear yeah. to God. But he's doing this just because he's a millionaire, billionaire. Yeah. He doesn't have any... This is just his own rogue yeah. experiment. He's not doing it... Like, if he wanted to do it to, like, make more money, mm -hmm. he would, you know, he wouldn't have freed up the patents, and there's a whole bunch of ways that you could have done it. But he's not. He's just... I think he's doing it out of general principle. That's super cool. Isn't that weird? Because the only thing I know about the electric car movement is having seen the documentary Who, yeah, killed, who the killed the Electric, electric car, car, where you're like, oh, yeah. sadness. Oh, we were so close. Oh, maybe that's what the documentary The Revenge of the Electric Car is about. Maybe it's about know. this dude. The Tesla guy. Yeah. Elon Musk. Good for him. No, but then I'm like, so, and of course, because I'm so fucking starved for hope, mm -hmm. I hear this, mm -hmm. and I'm like, well, wait. What if that's like the first domino, right? Like, because there right. is the one, there, there is the one thing where we're all like, oh my God, this is such a clusterfuck and we're just, we are just so bad at this. We're just so bad at being cool to each other. But then eventually there is the very outside possibility mm -hmm. that maybe that'll become contagious and everyone will reach that point where you're like, I can't do this anymore. I don't, I can't, I can't, you know, this is not right and I can't deal with it not being right. And eventually, maybe they'll start talking to each other. Maybe, we'll, you know, this is all very pothead, yeah. touchy-feely. But maybe, maybe the, the tide will go the other way, right? Like, maybe the pendulum just just been swinging the one way for thousands of years. Yeah, I mean... And now we're like, no, that's yeah. enough. The pendulum metaphor is, the, is a perfect one. And I think that's how I see things without having thought of that visual myself. It's just that, like, right. we can't... We just right. can't keep going in this one direction. Right. It's got to swing back. And it's, I think it's just, because we're very much also kind of like a, a herd animal, right? Like mm -hmm. there's a lot of, there's a lot of people who will just, you know, whatever's clever, we follow with that. Or it's like, if you say, no, this is, this is, you know, it's capitalism and it has to be like this and you have to have extreme winners and you have to have extreme poverty. People are like, yeah, that's the way it is, right? Like people just repeat that. But then as soon as you get one or two people going the other way as soon as you as soon as you can like show evidence that it's not like that then the herd's just gonna go the other way mm -hmm. and they're not gonna be necessarily you know it's not gonna be like something from their heart they'll just be like oh yeah oh, oh, oh no so it doesn't have to be that way you know like as soon as you show it can be done i think there's this book i read super capitalism it really illustrates this spiral that we kind of got into that it's and it's not anyone's fault so there's no bad guys it's that kind of thing where it just it's the problem isn't humanity per se. It's just humanity being unreasonable. This is my uneducated mm. opinion from what I've seen. I think if everyone, you know, like in, in the States especially, it's, but, and I'm sure it's going to spread throughout at least Canada, 
it's that thing of like, oh, have a burger made with buns of chicken and like <laughs> yeah, yeah. just obscene. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I ate it at Denny's once oh, no. and like I was, I ordered the cheapest thing on the menu and it was a breakfast. I was like, oh, I hope it's enough. They showed up with two plates. Two plates? Two plates. Like those size, I'm pointing to dinner plates. Two plates of food. For your breakfast. One was my pancakes. The rest was my hash and the hash browns and meat. That's insanity. I was, and this was in the States. And then when I, the next time I went to the States, I was at Denny's. I ordered from the kids' menu. She's like, you know, that's a kids' menu. I, I know, like, yes. And it was a normal meal. It wow. was a normal, it was a just three pancakes. Three pancakes, by the way, <laughs> is a normal meal for someone who eats a lot of pancakes. Yeah. Um, if we could just walk walk away from that and just be not three pancakes people, just two pancakes people, you know, <laughs> or just whatever, like just eat a regular i think i think i don't think it'd be unsustainable right i think the problem is i need a car that gets me 2 feet on the gallon it's yeah. like that weird mentality of and as wheels made of chicken yeah. why does everything need to be made of chicken <laughs> <laughs> and the seats are made of burger yeah america <laughs> It's that weird mentality that if we can just walk away from that, we're just, you know what it is? It feels like as a species, we're emotionally eating, which makes sense. That is interesting. Right? It would make total sense. You watch the news. I've stopped watching the news. I used to be a news person. I, I used watch to watch the news. the news all the time. And then I stopped because no. I was like, I can't do it. I can't take yeah. it. Everything is just... Something in your house might be killing you. It's like a halftime speech that always is we're losing. Like mm. that is the news all the time. And yeah. it's just overwhelmingly bad. So I had to stop. Yeah, people are going to like, you get locked into this job. Like, let's not forget, and you'll read about this in Super Capitalism. He points out, like, in the 50s, 60s, and like early 70s, you only need one person who had a job. And you could support a family of yeah. like three people, and it was fine, right? Feminism fucked that up. And then, no, feminism didn't fuck it up, but <laughs> feminism hid what happened. Because then you, all the emphasis was like, oh, women join the workforce. Oh, it's great, and you blah, blah, blah. But now no one has noticed that you need two people yeah. and you're still fucking, you know, skinning your teeth, not making ends meet. And no one has stopped to be like, what the fuck? This is ridiculous. Yeah. Meanwhile, Joe Blow with his fucking super yacht that has a yacht in it. I think yeah. there's an actual yacht that has a yacht in it. <clears throat> I'm not going to go off on a tangent, but still. No, I didn't mean to. I kind of waved at you. I didn't mean she like just, you're going she off She swatted down my yacht I did. Tangent. I didn't mean to. I was She's like, getting... you know what? I'm done with yachts. No, it's because I made a connection. I was getting excited about it. It was just earlier <sighs> off mic. I think we were talking about, I recently had like a little nine to five gig and you're asking me right. how it yeah, went. Yeah. Right. And I was saying that, you know, I'm the type of person that almost no amount of money is worth my time. Right. And I've been that way since I was a kid. I quit right. my chores as right. a kid right. and my parents were like, well, you're not going to get an allowance. And I was like, that's cool, man. I need my time back. I need to simplify my life. Nice. Like, I don't need your, I don't need your money. And I've been like that too. Like if it comes down to vacation, pay your vacation, I take the vacation. What are you talking yeah. about? Yeah. So when it comes to this idea, like you need two salaries, I've just always seen it in this way. That's like, why is everybody working so hard right. to buy all this stuff right. that they never have time to enjoy Exactly, and then just go back to work? And that, I would much rather live yeah. very simply right. and have time to read books yeah, and totally. gaze at the sky. And I, I had an experience like that too, where I was at a day job at one point and I realized I got to get out of this because at one point I, they sent me on an errand and I was outside at 2.15 and, and it was a like, nice sunny ah. afternoon. I was like, this is great. But yeah. they were all like, don't, you have to be back. You have to be back. Like it was this no. weird grade school <laughs> atmosphere. I'm like, no, I want to be able to go for a walk in the afternoon when I'm not fully arthritic. Yeah. I think that's yeah. a weird thing. But sorry, to get back to my original point. Uh, um, so you have all these people who have to work these jobs. And now, you know, 40, 
hours a week at least. At least, right? So you're killing yourself mm-hmm. to get like a, like especially, you know, if you're in Toronto, you get like a fucking small house. So you're punching yourself out for very little reward. Mm-hmm. Nothing really feels like meaty in life like it doesn't feel like you know nothing is not as much stuff is rewarding right you come home you watch tv you play video games so yeah you're gonna emotionally eat why would you not right it's bad news then go to your shitty job and not make enough money and come home to your small house that you're not gonna own until you're dead that's like give me a burger give me i need to fucking block this out and you know listen listen to the radio watch the news binge in front of netflix yeah. look at your phone just constantly yeah. stimulate yourself exactly. so that you don't take half a second to think yeah. about how ridiculous I, totally. this whole thing is and everyone's always slamming the millennials oh they're on facebook they're on their phone it's like yeah but the millennials when they were born right out of the gate it was wasn't it global warming like as soon as you were born the world was <laughs> ending relentlessly and <laughs> and they were born in the 24-hour news cycle so they've never not had a 24-hour news cycle That's which i have, to I think have about. not so yeah Fuck! Oh my God! Give me Angry Birds. How am I gonna? How am I not gonna be yeah. on my phone? Look at what you're telling me to look at. It's inhuman. Yeah. One thing I've been thinking about lately is the difference. Uh, I feel like maybe my childhood. I was born in 1976. Um, lived in a suburb. Played right. outside with my friends. Had right. play clothes. You know, right. would come home after school, change into my play clothes, go outside. And- Knew what it was like to be unreachable. Yeah, we didn't have video games, we didn't have phones. And I'm not necessarily saying it was better back then, but I've just been thinking about how I really had the luxury of experiencing um, playtime and just running around in the woods with my friends or just being bored to the point that then you have to come up with your own stuff and and kind of what that does for a brain and what that does for development. Totally. And that as an adult, here's my thing, I haven't let go of playtime and I'm not going to. Because there's From something about dead ends. Yeah, there's, there's something about being just having complete nothingness. Yeah, and taking a walk or yeah. experimenting with something right. that I feel like our brains need, and it's probably how we got to the point that we are as For humans, sure. where we've created all this shit. Right, and not <laughs> not forgetting the fact that just scientifically, I know this because uh, I'm in therapy and I've I've heard this a lot, where it's um. You're, there's a part of your brain called the amygdala that's in charge of your emotional, I don't know how to call it, whether you're... you're if Regulation? You, yeah, yeah. So if you... Or your nervous system, okay. I think, actually. It might be... Anyways, the point is, if you hyperstimulate it, like if you're watching TV all the time or listening to loud stuff, they get hyperstimulated and then you just... You're not getting good sleep. Mm-hmm. You, you might be prone to anxiety or something like that. Like it's... So... We had times where get out of the house, you're not watching TV or, you know, like I would nerd out like crazy and spend hours in my room just reading a book, which is totally not hyper stimulating. Whereas these poor fucking kids is like, you know, just pow right out of the gate, just really hardcore. And then like um, I, I saw this TED talk. Have you seen this TED talk on porn sites? No. There's this TED talk on porn sites, specifically what's called a tube site where you go to something called, you know, Fraser Young's got that joke about red to tube. No. Anyways, whatever. It's a pretty funny joke. It's this. Okay. So there's RedTube, which is a porn site. And then this other guy took uh, took the domain <laughs> domain name RedTube, which is RedTube, but with two Ts. And he's got ads up. And so he's making money off of people's spelling mistakes, oh right? Like gosh. if you put in two Ts, he just makes money from that, which is funny. Uh, but these tube sites is you go to these sites and they will have multiple scenes. Like it will be a whole page. Mm-hmm. Of different scenes that you can click to. Listen, I'm not going to act like I've never seen this. Okay. <laughs> I just didn't know what they were called. Right. So 
this TED Talk talks about how if you keep going to those tube sites, you eventually, well, if you're a guy, uh, you will eventually become impotent because you need it's like it's like anything it's like any form of addiction like if you take a bit of weed and you get used to weed you need more weed to get high Mm -hmm. so if you get you know if you see a scene where it's just regular sex it's not going to move the needle for you anymore and then you need something more extreme like maybe some kink or something and then it gets like crazier and well crazier quote unquote crazier but it's going to get more and more more and more heightened heightened to the point where nothing does it anymore and then you're going to have issues with potency Mm -hmm. um anyways the the reason i bring this up is because this uh ted talk talked about how uh this happens to most men who will see these sites but uh, when they go off these sites, right, um, men who weren't born, who were born perf- before internet, regain potency faster than men who were born with the internet. That is fascinating. By like, I think, half as much time. Isn't that weird? That's very weird. So it's kind of a shit sandwich for the kids is what I'm saying. I yeah. actually feel pretty bad for them. We're, I don't understand we are in the a slamming brave of the new millennials. World, yeah. And yeah. we are accelerating so fast right. that we're not going to understand the effects of what we're doing to ourselves right. until after the fact. But it's also, so to get back to my original question on this second podcast. Yeah, on the second bonus podcast. There is the possibility, and I don't want to say, because then the right... Oh, fuck it. The right wingers, a lot of right wingers, a lot yeah. of like extreme capitalists. They're not listening to this podcast. Exactly. <laughs> You just lost the one guy. <laughs> Whoa, fuck this. Unsubscribe. Uh, <laughs> they will use that as a as a sort of a cop-out, right? Where you say, well, what about the environment? They'll be like, ah, technology will come up with something. And that's not where I'm going with it. But what I am saying is, so sure, you don't want to get to the point where you're depending on technology to fix all the solutions, to fix all the solutions, fix all the problems. Mm-hmm. But I think it's also maybe a... Th- an important thing or a thing that might be good to do to not forget about it. Right. Cause like if you off, all you do is focus on the dog shit mm-hmm. and you don't every now and then notice like an Elon Musk or a Bill Gates, who's like trying to do something. Yeah. Then it's gonna, you know, it's garbage in garbage out. And then we, you know, eat emotionally. And it's that sort of like feeling it gets, it's, it's that feeling of learned helplessness. Right. Yeah. Like, um, and I think that's the other part that feeds into the, to the emotional eating. They did this experiment in the 60s before there was ethics. Um, oh, and it's they, they did some amazing it's, experiments back then. Yes, and horribly, horribly, amazingly horrible. Yeah. And this one amazingly horrible experiment was um, uh, something called learned helplessness, where they took a dog, put it in a cage, of course. There was, uh, had an electric uh, whatever mm. wiring. So at one point, if the dog ate, they electrified it. And then if the dog didn't eat, they electrocuted. And then at one point, they electrocuted the dog no matter what. And eventually, the dog just sat in a corner and didn't do anything, yeah. which was learned helplessness. Yeah, of course which it was. <laughs> right. But now, see, you take that, and yeah. I don't see how you don't apply that to us. Yeah, you're going to get a lower vo- voter turnout because I come home and I watch the news, yeah. and it's just everything you do, right? Let's say, let's say, okay, well, now I'm going to get, um, what do you call those cars where it's uh, Hybrids? Half- Hybrid. I'm going to get a hybrid car. Oh, well, of course. Then you get the gas lobby who put out all this research about all the evils of hybrid. So it's like, no matter what you do, you know, okay, well, I'm getting a hybrid. Oh, well, then the hybrid's going to cost this. It's like, no matter what our choice is, yeah. there's always a study that comes out that tells us how that is destroying the world. So that, how is that not going to lead to learned helplessness, right? Yeah. Right. But what I'm saying, I think, even if I'm wrong and it is end of days, <laughs> there is no point in, in thinking that it's end of days, right? Right. It's like if you're in a game and you're down 20 points, 
there is no point in walking around the court thinking we're not winning this one. Mm-hmm. You got to be the idiot who's like, oh, cue the comeback. You got to be that person. I think it may be that we as a species, obviously, like we don't have enough collective consciousness to realize. Right. Like how young we are and how possible things are. Right. And just to put in terms of my own life and being someone who's nearing 40, it's like I've gone through enough ups and downs to know that the downs don't last forever. Right, 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 but when exactly. you're 20, you exactly. don't know that the downs don't last forever. Because totally. you've yeah. just had your biggest down, a big yes. breakup, whatever you've had. Right. Yeah, yeah. And you don't know that the, it's going to change. Yeah. And also, older people are really condescending dicks, I find. When they're talking to younger people about the stuff that isn't yeah. that big a thing, there, there's never any empathy. Right. So that you don't... I mean, that was my experience where people were like, oh, so you're doing, oh, well, you'll get over that. And it's like, don't yeah. do that. Don't. No, like, that's the worst. I know it's not that big a deal, but don't just throw me under the bus like I'm, you know, like I'm sad because I didn't get my G.I. Joes for Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's Which, like, not- can I say, I think this is what I'm good with kids and I think this is what makes me good with them. Right. I empathize with them being sad about not getting their G.I. Joes for right. Christmas because you got to right. put it in perspective. You got to right. realize that they're five yes. and they're melting down like this is the biggest totally. deal in their world and it probably is it's, <laughs> yeah it's weird how a lot, of, a lot of adults will forget what it was like to to be a kid i it's love seeing kids melting down in public jesus christ i think you're it's weird. so no i just think it's so funny because sometimes like you i saw like sad kids i just saw a girl walking down the street the other day she's probably four walking with her mom and of course her mom's over it her mom's right. like Ugh, stop right, it right. you know yeah. and she's like <laughs> she just has this face of like right. oh my god it's my world worst. it's the 9-11 and i just think it's so i guess i just think it's kind of adorable because we've all learned to not right. show that face publicly for sure but right. i just think about how many adults are walking around on that same street possibly feeling that same right. way but we've yeah, just yeah. all learned we can't act like this all the time right i just think they're i just think it's cute when they haven't figured that out yet and to bring it all back around <gasps> that could be just us right now as a species collectively yeah. <sighs> oh my god it's the worst thing ever <sighs> and we, then the aliens come the aliens come and they help us figure it out and we breed together and sure. we become some beautiful new creation in the cosmos or they eat our brains and either way problem solved yeah stephen hawking has a lot to say about that yes about that like if aliens show up they're not going to be our buddies (laughs) yeah Yeah. let's think about how we've treated everything but again that's sort of short-sighted like because we're looking at how we've treated are you talking shit to stephen hawking right i am all right come on come to my house i'll play you (laughs) chess what do you got (laughs) i don't know it's an intellectual contest i would never play him i will not debate him though because uh, he will make me look silly. But no, I mean, yeah, that's that's how things were in the past. But what if, what if I'm? And again, I don't. Necess- I don't believe aliens have ever been here. I don't think you ever see that kids in the hall sketch. No. Oh my god, it's brilliant! It's these two aliens, and they're aimlessly probing some guy. <laughs> and, I'm already on board. And one, and one guy's like, oh, he's super sad. And he's like, what's wrong? He's like, you ever wonder what's the point? He's like, no. What do you mean? <laughs> Like, what's the point of what we do? We travel millions of light years, <laughs> probe a few humans anally, and then we just release them. What's the point? All we know is that one in 10 doesn't seem to mind so much. That is it hilarious. was so funny. And so I think that's my, that's like, as soon as I saw that, I was like, yeah, good point. It's ridiculous. Why would they, why would they come around and just sniff around for no reason? And if they are here sniffing around for no reason, then what do we care? Yeah. If they're not talking to us, then, they, you know, anyways. Um, I think they're here in the form of pugs. Right. Staring and gathering or information. Or cockroaches. There was that one episode of uh, X-Files, which I thought was very clever because they talked about how, like, if ever we, we go out, reach out to the stars, we're not going to be sending 
humans out. That's a high risk. No, you just send out a robot. And yeah. So the, the, the going theory was that little cockroaches were alien probes. Ooh, I like it. And they were just watching us. You saw me reach for my phone because yes, I just keep spouting. No, I just keep spouting Science. just vague ideas about things I remember okay. that I read once. Right. So who knows where this is going. But have you heard the idea about shadow life? That one I really liked. No. It was that there are it other like a life... Website. Yeah, Shadow Sounds life. like an Shadow alternate, life. alternate <laughs> lifestyle website. Shadowlife.ca. Shadowlife.biz. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a bad idea. We should hurry up and uh, <laughs> grab that domain. It's the idea that there there are other life forms among us, right. but we are used to looking for life forms that we understand. Right. That there's shadow life here that's right. possibly just existing and living in a way that we Oh, right. Can't understand. Oh, it's kind of like that cool... Um, oh, you ever see that Cosmos video of... What was the guy? The guy... Is it Arthur Clark? No. The guy who did Cosmos originally. I, I don't... Remember. Oh, oh, Carl Sagan. Carl Sagan, thank you. Uh, remember that... You ever see that two-dimensional video? No. Oh, it's great. Where he talks about, like, maybe there's things that we can't see because we can't see the fourth dimension or mm-hmm. whatever, right? Because then he talks about how... Let's, let's say you have a world that's just two dimensions, Right, so you have the and he's got like a little drawing, mm-hmm. and he's like, so you have these little people walking around, and all they know is two dimensions. So everybody's that's, flat, kind right, of right, and everyone's okay. flat. But now, let's say I'm a three dimensional creature, and I want to reach out to this two dimensional world. So I go, hey, what's going on? All they're gonna see, and he puts inks, he puts ink on his fingers. Well, actually, sorry, he put ink on a on a an apple. Mm-hmm. So he just and he puts it down. All they're gonna see is just that. That like one dimension. That one, those two dimensions of the apple. Like they're not going to see the full apple. And then if I pull that, pull one of them out into three dimensions, you'll be like, "What the fuck?" And he won't be able to understand what's going on. So that maybe that's what's like. We only see the three dimensions. Maybe there's if there is this four dimension in shadow life. This is getting very pot pothead. No, I love it. I love <laughs> how yeah. often we've but referenced we could, pot in this <laughs> podcast. The podcast. We should totally be high right now. Well, um, I didn't bring anything. I wish I had. Yeah, I'm holding. Let's do this shit. <laughs> I'm holding. Let's do this shit. <laughs> Anyways, so yeah, I mean, the, to to your shadow life point, it's very possible. It's very possible. Oh my gosh, we have so much time left. Yeah. <laughs> but we don't have to. Do, we have 18 Ooh. minutes. What do you want to do with it? We can wrap it up. I don't know. I mean, I, I guess we could, we could, I think that was just, Yeah. Just the point, not the point even, just the, the, the thing. I think Elon Musk was one of those things where it's once you see something as possible, then it's like blood in the water, right? Mm-hmm. It's just one of those things where it's like, because before, like, it, it's a weird, stupid thing to say, but like everything is impossible until you do it, right? Mm-hmm. And so before Elon Musk, everyone was like, no, it's just going to be this spiral of dog shit and we're just going to, you know, <laughs> it's going to turn into Mad Max or oh, some shit like that. You keep saying right? dog shit and my day started by picking actual dog shit out of my kitchen. I wow. live with a chihuahua that just didn't know what to do with itself. I was I was gonna I was gonna say and she doesn't have a dog. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody has a hobby. Everybody has a hobby. Um right, so it's one of those things where maybe and maybe it's just because I really want this to happen. Okay. But maybe it could be a domino effect in the other sense. Because once people start seeing that stuff is possible, you couple that with technology with the fact that everything is such a shit show and that I think maybe I'm wrong, but I think as, as a, like a lot of people are starting to think like, Oh my God, I'm, I'm done with this. Like I'm done with things being this way that maybe, I don't know. Like, did you know, did you know that in Portugal drugs are like a hundred percent legal? No. For real. 
They were in 2000. This is love. No one talks about Portugal. Because no. That is, Portugal would be is like the checkmate of the of the pro drug legalization argument in the two in 2000. I think literally in the year 2000, they were like, we can't afford this. We can't afford to fight the war on drugs. We're getting our asses kicked. Uh-huh. So they stopped it legalized everything and instead focused on getting people reconnected to their communities, right? Because someone pointed this out. In Vietnam, the rate of people who were addicted to heroin was super high. I can't remember. Someone may have said 90. That seems a bit high. But it was up up there. It was definitely way above 50, I think. Uh, I might be talking to my ass. The point is, those, those guys came back and most of them stopped. They just stopped. And so people are like, well, what's, they didn't go to detox. What happened there? No, mm-hmm. they just reconnected to their lives, to their people. And so that's what the focus is now. And their addiction rate has dropped 50%. That's amazing. That's insane. That is way higher. And it's, it just feels like at this point, it's just silly pride because it's like, no, we can't lose. As soon as you call it a war on drugs, that's what I was you make a too. winner and a loser. It's the branding of it. It's, no one it's wants silly. to lose a war. Yeah. And can't so let drugs now, win this war. Exactly. And so it's one of those things where now people are dying just because we you know, can't admit defeat, which is silly because it's not defeat. It's, it's a win. It's a, it's a grown-up version of a win mm-hmm. where it's like, okay, this is happening. You know, there's not a war on snowstorms. You just get fucking tires and a coat, right? Yeah. What was the question as you posed it? Is it really, are we right? Like every generation thinks this is the end. Yeah. Are we right? I don't know why I'm way more optimistic than I thought. I, I know. I'm just, glad we ended up I here. I might have gone insane. I might <laughs> just be the course in of that full on denial. <laughs> I'm in full on denial. I'm like the mom who's like, it's just a phase. <laughs> it's just a silly phase that humanity and the earth is going phase. through. We're going to be fine. Single tear rolling down my cheek. I mean, the weird beauty of it is, and I didn't know that I was so nihilistic. Nihilistic, nihilistic until now the weird beauty of it is we don't even have to care because we're going to be dead <laughs> <laughs> you really go to that that is your go-to move like, it is we're irrelevant we're reason. irrelevant as a species no, and we're going to die i don't even mean here. as a species i just mean personally me and you we can right. do the best we can in this world right. we can live the life the way that we think is the right way to do it and hopefully we won't see the end and good luck to us all we don't i don't know what's going to happen to all of humanity we won't be uh we won't be the ones who see master blaster ruling barter town what's that i wish i knew that reference that's uh that's a mad max three beyond thunderdome oh gosh no yeah is that the mad max that just came out no no that's a good movie i know everyone's raving about it it's a great movie but you know what's weird is that it's not heavy sustenance like yeah, it's everyone not gonna says it's move a great you. movie but they basically drive into the desert and then drive back <laughs> no that's the thing like it was a great movie when you see it yeah there were multiple occasions when i out loud said what the fuck really because it's just so mind-blowing but then it it was like it was it was it didn't have a lot of nutrients because then later on in the week i was like oh yeah i gotta go see mad max and i was like oh wait i've seen mad max <laughs> like it wasn't it wasn't you know what i'm saying i hope that that's a metaphor for this podcast today that, that people are gonna listen and go what the fuck <laughs> i thought you were thinking that it doesn't have a lot of sustenance and no but then at the end be like i don't even know what happened <laughs> awesome I think you should totally just use the second half of this podcast. It's I think like I will. It's like ten times better. But I might use both halves eventually. Don't. We'll see. If you ever find yourself needing to use both halves, then you've failed. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Fair enough. You have hope for us. 
Yeah. I have guarded hope slash I don't care. Way more hope than I thought. (laughs) And Deanne's like, I don't give a shit. We're all going down one way or another. Nice. Thanks for listening, everybody. Wow. You guys are troopers. Thank you so much for (laughs) putting up with this. Let's talk about where they can find you in the world. Oh, uh, my website is nilesigain.com. And I have an album on iTunes. Yes. Talk about that. Uh, Yeah. It's uh, called The First Album Again. Uh, on iTunes, um, yes, it was just I. T- I called it that because I I've taped so many DVDs and CDs. Well, not so many, like three that you haven't released that I have not released because like nope, nope, because you know it is. This it's guy's like a perfectionist. No, it's not even. It's not even perfectionist. It's like one of those things where if I release it, you'd be like, ooh, yeah, I don't know if that's worth. I got a hundred DVDs that I'm never. I don't know what to do with. What you should you give me one DVDs? as a parting gift. What? Today, I'll take it. No, it's a really bad show. (laughs) Well, not a really bad show. It's just not a great show. Here's the thing. Okay, you probably are a perfectionist and you don't realize it. Let me... Listen, we still have time. Yeah, we still have time. Um, It is the podcast that never ends. (laughs) It's not ending. This This is is literally like I just want to say this to you. Okay. Um, But yeah, I'm losing my voice. (laughs) This is how long we've been podcasting. Day seven. We've run out of food. Someone called me a perfectionist and I thought, no, I'm not because nothing I do is perfect. Everything I do is shit. (laughs) I can't be a perfectionist because everything I do is shit. Ah, But here's... But that's what a perfectionist is. They think everything they do is shit. No, but I'm I'm okay with this album. Okay. I'm okay with this album. So I'm not a perfectionist. I'm clean. Okay. You're dirty. All right. (laughs) Fair enough. The album's called The First Album Again. Yeah. At iTunes. iTunes. Look for his name. Niles again. Yay. Thanks, guys. That was the podcast, everybody. I hope you enjoyed it. What do you think? What do you think is happening? Do you think these are the end times? Tell me. Let me know. Deanne at nomoradio.com. Let's thank everybody that makes this podcast possible. You guys, first of all, you dedicated listeners, you cool people. Niall, he was my guest. Uh, We got Paula Flalo, always producing the thing, making it happen, being the network guy. We got Mike Kroza, did the intro-outro music. Charlie Sneaker made the beautiful little cartoon-associated with this podcast Patrick World does the learn a thing music because he's the best he also does everything as Raymond which I think I will go ahead and put at the end of this episode which I like doing Um, you'd have to listen back to the Punky Brewster episode to understand why any of it is happening oh you guys thank you I guess let's just get out of here huh Um, I'll see you again next week there's so very few things you can actually know yeah i mean if you really want to get you know pothead philosophy with it there's nothing you could really know because <laughs> everything's coming <laughs> like interpreted through your senses and like we could all be just brains in a drawer man right, right? but like uh 
two plus two in North America equals four and two plus two in India equals four and two plus two and you know in all of these countries like no matter where you are mm-hmm. like science will have the same results whereas in non-scientific stuff it varies from from place to place mm-hmm. so i was like math is my god <laughs> <laughs> i know some people like that